The Echo Chamber, brought to you by The Homes Report and produced by the international broadcast specialist, Marketeers. Sponsored by The Bullet Group, putting you in tomorrow's conversations today. Okay, well, thank you all for joining us. Um, thank you, Cass. It's a real pleasure um, for me to do this interview with Cass Sells, who is, of course, the international president at WE. And we are recording this for the Echo Chamber podcast, so um, all of you here can listen, obviously, but lots more people will listen to this around the world. Yeah, nice um, to be here. Nice to be in Cannes at the House of PR. Yes, indeed. And thank you to Eco. Thank you to the House of PR. Um, so we are going to talk about agency transformation yeah. um, for today's podcast. And obviously it's an issue that is front and center, not just when you talk about the industry broadly, but here this week in Cannes, you see it um, really tangibly you do. Um, with the tech platforms and the management consultancies as well. I walked past the Accenture Interactive Yacht yes. yesterday and it was it was booming and you know the queue is really long. Um, Can has found a new way to find new sources of, of sponsorship and money and the, uh, the marketing consultancies very are stepping cynical. forward. Very cynical Cass. <laughs> but true. <laughs> but true. Um, but let's talk about agency transformation and in particular I wanted to start your background of course before you joined WE you were at Wonderman. I was. Um, so you come from or came from an agency that very digital, um, a real leader in terms of CRM. Yeah. How do you see the transformation challenge for agencies that traditionally come from the public relations background? Well, I think agencies that are going through transformation are always going through transformation. And, and you really need to start with kind of what you are as, in your core. And uh, as PR agencies at our core, we're about insights and, and great storytelling. And then telling that story across a broader set of the media ecosystem. It might start for us in earned media, and often mm -hmm. does, but today that story is often told across digital channels, across uh, owned through content, uh, sometimes through paid, experiential, mm -hmm. and I think so the progression of that transformation is really just a natural part of the storytelling process, mm -hmm. and increasingly our clients um, want those stories to be told with some level of con strategic consistency across mm. the entire media ecosystem. Okay. So I think more agencies are starting to find that and that's when you start to see that, that blending and where agencies are starting to compete across that media ecosystem because mm -hmm. to some degree everybody's starting to kind of play in the same areas, right? Yeah. Um, Do you see um, PR agencies having any particular advantages perhaps compared to, let's say, a, a competitor in the, in the ad agency space? Yeah, well, I, I love the position that PR agencies are in. It's one of the reasons that I made the move from kind of digital agencies that I think we're increasingly being kind of positioned against a, an ad manager or a digital manager. Mm -hmm. And the best PR agencies still have a place at the, in the C-suite and in the boardroom level talking about business strategy. And that mm -hmm. business strategy and reaching all of your different audiences don't just include 
consumer audiences and customer audiences, like a lot of the digital advertising, but they include your shareholders, your board, um, your regulators, governments. It's really, you start to have very strategic conversations with very mm -hmm. senior business leaders. Mm -hmm. And the execution of that, sometimes the PR agencies will do it, and sometimes other agencies will do it, or in-house teams will do it, and I think that's natural. But it's great to be at that place where you're at the strategic table having the conversation. So I think that's a real advantage for PR. Mm. So they understand the full range of stakeholder relationships better, you'd say? I think that's the, that's the objective, yeah, mm. is to really understand the full ecosystem that your clients play in okay. and have those relationships, know what you're best at, know when to partner, and know when others are, are best at, at, at reaching those audiences. Would you say they always have the best client relationships with the right client? Because one of the, always, yeah. I mean, I, it's not always. But not always. One of the questions yeah. or one of the challenges we often hear is that, let's say, an ad agency maybe is closer to the chief marketing officer, and the PR agency is closer to the chief communications officer, and some people will see that as perhaps a, a comparative drawback. Yeah, I think often the best agencies have the great relationships with the chief executive officer, yeah. uh, and often the chief operating officer, um, and increasingly with the chief communications officer and chief marketing officer. But really, I think, and I think you guys have covered this a little bit, that the chief marketing officer is, is often the chief communications officer as well. And communications is a very large part of the marketing mix, an mm -hmm. increasingly important one. Mm. Okay, now let's flip it around perhaps. Um, what do you think are the areas that the PR industry and PR agencies need to work on, let's say, if they want to compete with for example, ad agencies or digital players? That's a, yeah, that's a good question. I think areas that, that we've really seen where we need to invest mm -hmm. is not in those core skills of earned media, stakeholder relations, uh, the traditional areas of PR, but to invest in those new areas, in content, in owned media, mm -hmm. in creative, digital and social capabilities, mm -hmm. that ability to tell your stories across the media ecosystem, I think that's where you're seeing agencies in, in invest in their services mm -hmm. and start to tell a broader set of, of, of stories. Um, and uh, I think you know, that's from my capability coming to we four years ago, mm -hmm. it was not to come in as a senior PR and earn media and mm -hmm. corporate communications client lead, but to develop our set of capabilities in digital, in content, in data and analytics, and INA, those kinds of areas, is to develop that. And you know, I think we has tried many different ways to get that right, and we tried doing it as a separate company, we tried doing it mm. as a kind of an embedded model. Now we do it in, we really kind of force the collaboration together, mm -hmm. come from one strategic leadership position and one strategy, and then execute it across the media. So yeah. I think we're, we're getting better at it and getting it right, and I think each PR, a lot of the best PR agencies are trying, and we're trying different things, but it's in those integrated communications areas where I think mm -hmm. that's where you'll see a lot of emphasis, a lot of uh, acquisition opportunity, partnership mm -hmm. opportunity, investments of resources and things like planning and strategy in those areas. Mm. And as you said, a lot of PR agencies are quite focused on this. Yeah. You know, they, they, they're making non-traditional, let's say non-traditional hires yep. um, to try and build out some of those capabilities you've just described. But it can give rise to a cultural challenge, I think, yep. at agencies, and we've seen that as well. Yeah. I mean, how, how big an obstacle is that, and how do you address it? Yeah, I think I mean, culture is everything. For, for, for us, it really starts with people mm -hmm. and getting the people right and kind of forcing that collaboration and encouraging that collaboration, rewarding that collaboration. We do a thing called the, the trifecta model, which we have an agency leader or often a client leader, 
paired with a planner or a senior strategist, mm -hmm. paired with a creative director, or in some cases a data and analytics director. Those people come together and they form the strategy on the business. And then we have teams in earned media who execute, teams in uh, content and creative who execute, data teams who execute to, and, and the execution. But you bring that leadership together mm. and driving towards kind of like one strategy and that, that unification, I think that helps. Mm. At least it's, it's helping us as we develop it. So leadership's critical to, to addressing that cultural yeah. challenge, yeah. you'd I, say. I think so, and I think then you know, motivating and inspiring people with the right to the right actions. Mm. I mean, sometimes that's financial, sometimes that's mm -hmm. uh, organizational, but putting those things in, in a, and enabling the right behaviors, mm. it, it helps. I mean, this idea of having the, the sort of separate digital practice, right. is that obsolete, do you think, now? I think it depends on your agency and what's best for your agency and what's best, best for the work and your clients. Mm. I mean, for us, the integration and the coming together as one agency, uh, not only one agency in a given office or a region, but one agency globally and more thinking as, as one group. Um, we just did our an annual client leadership meeting and this year we chose to do it in Singapore, in mm. Asia. And it was really about the coming together of people in, as, as one agency group. Mm -hmm. Don't see yourself in a department, don't see yourself as a digital person or an earned media person or a PR person or a data person. See yourself as a client person and put the clients first and come together with your areas of expertise mm -hmm. and, and put those to work for clients. So that's we're trying those kinds of things. So you came from Wonderman, now Wonderman Thompson, yeah. right? So it's like taken over one of the biggest ad agencies in the world. When you're making these hires from, let's say, ad agencies or digital agencies, how do you sell them on the potential of the PR industry versus, let's say, you know, the ad, the ad, ad land, yeah. uh, which is often seen as you know, this kind of great swaggering beast? Right. Oh, I hope that we sell them on the opportunity with the clients and the work, the work opportunities. Uh, the chance to be strategic, the, the, the opportunity to do your work for clients who matter, clients who play at global scale. Um, you know, we've, we've worked really hard to move from having, you know, in our mid-size agency, from having three or four truly global clients to now having 11 global clients, mm -hmm. um, to being able to work across the media eco ecosystem and have your ideas uh, be idea-based and, and have those ideas executed. I think you sell them on the work, the clients, mm -hmm. and I think then the culture of the agency, mm. I think is a big thing. And, yeah. um, you know, we're seeing agencies transform, the holding company agencies are going through massive transformation right. and struggling with that transformation yeah. on all of those levels, culturally, um, struggling with some clients who don't want or need that overhead of those global holding companies anymore who want expertise. Mm. And I think that's why it's a really good time for like the, the, an independent agency solution mm. that can put the right resources to work on the right client work. Mm. Um, so it's, you sell them on the whole kind of package. Um, yeah, so, and that's interesting because one of the challenges the holding groups face is just investment, right? Yeah. When they've got the downward pressure from shareholders. Yeah. Um, how do you address that? I mean, is it always a case of just being willing to take some risks and spend some money, even if the, the immediate ROI isn't there? Yeah, I think for us, 
we reinvest based on the profitability of the agency. So mm -hmm. Melissa is highly willing to reinvest in the agency and reinvest in her capabilities. Mm -hmm. So as we make, as we generate more profits, it's being reinvested into the company, which is allowing us to go out in some places, like, you know, in Asia, we made some acquisitions to mm -hmm. strengthen our markets in with Avian We in, in India and Redbridge in China. Uh, Watatawa in Singapore uh, for some senior counsel help, uh, and then in the U.S., uh, Codeword as a content agency to mm -hmm. bolster our content capabilities. So we're putting it back into the agency. Um, whereas if you're at a holding company, that money needs to go to shareholders and should go to shareholders. That's what the, the the design of a publicly held company. Mm -hmm. So I think we're reinvesting in that, um, and and reinvesting when we look at where our clients are going and what they're what they need from us, and then try and get it, get their get there and be agile and be fast and get there faster. Mm. Now, I'm curious to know what you think of the, the client view of all this because to them, maybe it looks like all of their agencies are ending up in the same place. I mean, is that something they want, do you think? Yeah, I think, I think clients want agencies who produce great work that gets business results. I mean, that's really simple, right? That's mm. kind of the master of the obvious, sorry. <laughs> uh, but it's, yeah, uh, but yeah. they want great work that drives great results, and they're going to go get it increasingly, go and get it from wherever they can. And if mm. that's, I think they care less about whether it's from a single holding company group, mm. or it's from the best solution for the, for the, for the best uh, agency, for the, for the best product that you can get. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, that's going to inspire agencies and, and encourage agencies to be really good at what they do and know what they stand for and mm -hmm. know what they're good at and be really, really good at it. Um, because the alternative, if you're just kind of vanilla across the board, you're right. not the best at everything. Right. Nobody is the best at everything. Yep. Um, you have to know what you're best at and really lean into that. Yeah. Add additional services, but be really be strong at it. So yeah. I think clients really don't, I don't think they're, I think they care less. We're seeing more clients mm -hmm. go to projects uh, mm -hmm. and using multiple agencies on projects. Sometimes those form mid or long-term retainers. Sometimes mm -hmm. they're short-term projects. And we're seeing clients also ask agencies to collaborate together. Mm -hmm. So we were lucky here in Cannes uh, to be part of a team for Microsoft um, mm -hmm. led by McCann and including Karat and we that won a gold lion for Microsoft work uh, for Xbox and mm -hmm. on their diversity initiative with gaming consoles for yeah. Xbox. Yeah. It's a brilliant campaign, but tr McCann was a great partner in that. Mm -hmm. And McCann was a partner, Karat was a partner, we was a partner. Coming together, the client said, you guys get in the room and make this work. Mm. We've, got a, we've got a big idea. We believe in technology for good. Mm. We're going to help people with uh, disabilities be able to use our products and enjoy our products and enjoy gaming, help us tell our story. And mm. you know, don't get in the way of each other, but support each other and, and, it, and it can work. Mm. But the idea, as you said, it's not to turn, let's say a great PR agency into a- Into an ad agency. Into a, I don't want to say third rate, but you know, yeah. uh, into yeah. a, a media or an average ad agency. That's right. But uh, presumably the idea, the fundamental idea behind this kind of transformation is to get to the point where the PR agency is the McCann in the example you just gave me. I mean, is that happening often enough? I think in some cases uh, the PR agencies lead. In mm. some cases they work side by side. In some cases they follow. I, mm. I think it's, um, it really, it depends on what the needs of the client are. And, mm. and I think you have to be flexible enough to sometimes lead and mm -hmm. sometimes follow. And sometimes you might lead on business strategy. Um, I think the old model was the ad would lead everything. Mm. You know, the film, the TV spot would lead, 
and that's not true anymore. Often it's the strategy that leads, sometimes it's a social media tweet that mm. leads, sometimes it's owned content that leads, sometimes it's employee comms that mm -hmm. leads, yeah. but other th other campaigns are kind of built around that. Mm. There was a really good campaign in the, that was shortlisted in the PR awards for IHOP, you mm. see that in the US, very yeah. very popular campaign for IHOP where they flipped the P to a B, yes. and it led to, and it was a social media led campaign mm. by, Dro by Droga5, mm -hmm. which they did a great job of the campaign and they created just a firestorm of social media impact and then when they flipped that and, and described what that B was all about and the, that their client was now selling burgers, it, it, it led to increased sales. I think their sales were up 35% or something like that during a campaign at a time when nobody would ever consider them for that product. Mm. And it was really a big idea that was executed through social media led mm -hmm. campaign, yeah. not, not a TV campaign. Right, sure. And how do you see the I mean, you mentioned Droga5, so that gives us a, a, a neat segue yeah. to talk about um, management consultancies. How do you see the threat um, from them? Because they've been very active in terms of buying up agencies, not so much on the public relations side, but definitely in terms of making inroads into marketing spend. Yeah. You know, I think at the end of the day, the great thing about agencies is that we make something and we mm. put it into market and it has to work. Right. Traditionally, the managing consulting firms make strong recommendations and beautiful PowerPoints and smart strategic plans, but they haven't made something. Mm. So their challenge, I think, w of any of those firms is how do you go from the strategy to the execution? And, and, and they're kind of going from, from moving down the, the funnel, if you right. will. And the yeah. agencies a bit are moving up yeah. and becoming more strategic, but at the end of the day, we make things that go into market and have results or don't, and yeah. are judged hopefully at the end of the day by the results that we produce and the business that we produce for our clients. I like that. I like our position there, to be in that position of producing work. Well, presumably moving up the funnel is better than moving down. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't understand why anyone would, would, <laughs> would come back down. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I know. I, uh, but maybe it speaks to some of the challenges that management consultancies themselves face, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. As um, they're looking to extend their capabilities, right. they are as well, and, and we are, and that's when you start to collide a little bit. Have you come across them when you're, you know, pitching or when you're in the room with clients? We don't. Uh, we don't a lot. Mm. Um, they may be influential in the reason that there might be an RFP or a pitch mm. um, uh, as a client looks for something or goes through their own transformation. Mm. Uh, that that recommendation could be coming from agencies. It could be coming from a consulting group. Could be coming internally. So we sometimes see it there, but not directly head to head. Okay. All right. And. You had a look, I think, this morning. You went and had a look at some yeah. of the work. Um, was there any examples, perhaps? I mean, you've mentioned a couple, but are there any more that maybe speak to this idea of how agencies are transforming? Yeah, I, I liked a lot of the work. I think if we started with the work, we still see a lot of um, ad agencies presenting advertising in the PR category that have bolted on a small earned media campaign at the end of a brilliant ad. And then they uh, got loads of AVE. Yeah, and, of and, and created beautiful film and a great entry and won awards. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think in the PR category, we've seen uh, a really great campaign for Iceland Seafoods mm, uh, yeah. that's, that's terrific by, I think it's Mother in London uh, that created it. Is uh, with, I think that was with Weber Shandwick. With Weber Shandwick, well. yeah. yeah. And, and, and Taylor Herring. But terrific campaign uh, mm. about you know getting rid of palm oil and the problem with palm oil yeah. in the world. And it rose an issue that people weren't aware of and it creates, created awareness. It's, it's, it's using a campaign to be really make a difference in the world and mm. make a positive impact in the world. I really like that campaign a lot. Mm. Uh, I thought it was really well done. 
you know, I think the it's it, it's one of the finalists for Titanium, or maybe it won the Titanium. It was the Nike campaign? Uh, yeah, hasn't. I don't think it's won, won yet, but it's yet, but, but it's quite good, uh, <laughs> and it's and it's quite powerful. It's quite good. Yes. Huge, huge risk uh, and huge mm. reward. Right. Right. And and Widening Kennedy has that capability to do that, and they have mm. a client who's who's bold enough to do it. Um, mm. We saw a really good presentation yesterday uh, from the chief creative officer at Adam and Eve, D mm -hmm. DDB, who talked about how 89% you know, of the work is forgotten immediately mm -hmm. uh, when it's presented. And our goal as agencies has to be not to be part of that 89%. You've mm -hmm. got to be, you've got to take the, the bold move, whether it's PR or advertising, to get, to break through the 89% and, and to be noticed and to make a positive impact in the world. Absolutely. Well. Cass, thank you so much for it's your good time talking today. To you. Thanks for um, having me. And hopefully we can get you back on the podcast at some point in the not too distant future. Now you've got an international role, so yeah. you know, I guess you're globe trotting. Maybe we can do the next one in Hong Kong. Well, sure. And well, we wish the people of Hong Kong all the best. Right? Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. I think yeah. we, we need it. Um, thank you all, and we'll be back um, on the Echo Chamber soon. You've been listening to the Echo Chamber. Brought to you by The Homes Report and produced by Marketeers. Sponsored by The Bullet Group, putting you in tomorrow's conversations today. Today.